Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Add a berry blast off for your day with the new Berry Pebbles. A berry twist on a classic breakfast. Perfect for giving those growing minds a blast of creativity. <laughs> with a new berry way to pebbles. Yabba dabba do you with berry pebbles. Head to postpebblescereal.com to learn more. Yabba dabba do and the Flintstones and all related characters and elements. Copyright and trademark Hanna-Barbera. So we've got Joe Lysett coming on. Yes. We're big fans, aren't we? Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah, he always... Uh... I always feel like he's built for this. Yeah, so I want to drill down into Joel. Joel? Joel. Joel. We've got Joel Domit on the show. <laughs> and uh, um, uh, what's I going to say? Have you seen his painting of the cat taking a nap on the skylight? No. It's fucking great. I was like, because I started trying to do painting. I saw that and went, oh, he's got his own style. It's a good idea. Mm. I did the, I did the chapel gig with him. Yeah. And uh, it's like, it's quite big. It's like 900 people or 1,000 or something. Yeah. And uh, like Joe Lysett was on. And... Uh, I was sort of looking at myself going, oh, fuck it. And then he turned up and he, well, he happened to be in a big fur coat, which immediately made me laugh. And uh, he was like, he just got out of a cab and he was three minutes before he needed to be on. He was chatting to people as they were introducing him. And he was like, yeah, no, I'll see you on Wednesday, you know. Have you? And basically, and then went on and went, all right, how are you? And to the audience and then just was like brilliant as well. It wasn't like he was all over the shop. Mm. I was like looking at him going, well, what does he do then? Why doesn't why hasn't he got it all why doesn't it all go around his head going, oh fucking hell, what am I gonna do that? Well it does, doesn't it? Of course it does. Well, not it, no way. It was different. Not noticeable. But they'd say to you, guy's so laid back, he just turns up and just does his stuff and sods off and Do you reckon they say that? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well I'll ask him in a minute. What do we want to... Here we go. There we go. What do we want to hear from Joe Larson? Yeah. Here we go. That he's racked with... <laughs> hey! <laughs> Hi, Joe. Hello there. How are you? Hello. See? So I was just talking about your paintings, Joel. Joe, I keep calling you Joel. <laughs> That's the second time. How do you last call me Joel? I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, it's because you... Because it's Joe, then let L, then Y. Yeah, lots of people on just... Twitter think that I'm um, Joel Isset. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Joel, Joel, Joel. Is it. 
but if someone said, have you seen Joel Issett? I wouldn't work out they meant Joe Lyset. Joel, <laughs> do you mean Joel Issett? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How are you? I'm very well. I feel a little bit overwhelmed because I'm, I'm a fan of the, both this and Gossip Mongers and I've been listening quite a lot recently. So What's I a Chatterbix? Yeah, it's a Chatterbix. So I sort of oh, feel like know. I've gone in into the into my iPhone and <laughs> I, I sort of obviously I know you and I've I've worked with you before, but uh, both of you on multiple occasions. But I think just because it hasn't, it's been a while. So I sort of feel a bit. I'm sort of fangirling a bit. Oh wow. I, f- I feel fantastic now. <laughs> yeah, so do I. Because <laughs> right, I, st- I... I look at your career and go, oh, he's sort of untouchable now. I don't know how to get close to him. Yeah, why do you find time to listen to this? <laughs> what? Why? No, seriously, why? <laughs> I find it very soothing. I think you're both um, very um, easy, easy company and very funny. I find it very <laughs> easy listening. <laughs> I, I want to be. I want the rest of my career to be easy. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, just... easy isn't the word. But I, yeah, I, I, I enjoy. It doesn't. I, I don't feel intimidated by it. Doesn't. Um, it doesn't upset me ever. I always feel buoyed keep, by it. Keep talking. Keep talking. Yeah, Joe. I've been looking at your paintings. Mm. So I was just telling Joe. I haven't seen it. I need to do so. That. Your cat. On the skylight. I've got it there. Do you want to see it? Have you, yeah, got it? you got it there? Ah! Oh. There it is. Ah! Oh. I don't need to Google. That's fantastic. Isn't it? Oh, my God. That's fantastic. I was really pleased with it. It's brilliant. What a great idea. So I've done, I've two, I've done two paintings on of things on skylights. So I'll show you the other one. Oh, my God, Joe. That's great. Uh, things on, on Skylights by Joel Issett. <laughs> Alan Alan Sugar watching you through a skylight. <laughs> and I like the way your house has been painted a different colour in that one. As yeah, well. yeah. I've got ideas of like having a whole exhibition of uh, and uh, the the exhibition is above your head and it's all things that I oh, highlights. That's fantastic. Did you did you um, go to college? Did you do art? Uh, no, I did drama and English at Manchester University, and then I I, I, I was a graphic designer for a, before I did stand up. I found I did a poster, was I? I did a poster for Rob Beckett for the um, Edinburgh Festival one year. Did you? Um, I'd found that in my in my old file somewhere. Um, you pleased uh, with it? Yeah, it's fine, absolutely fine. Is he on a skylight? He's not in a sky. He should be in a skylight. <laughs> Rob Beckett on He's skylights. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I like. I, I start. I tried to start. I started painting about six months ago. Great. Can I see? No, no. Why not? <laughs> Look, see, you can see that stuff there. Yeah. Why can't I see the painting? Because I've realised, like Joe said to me, and like that skylight kind of confirms it. You need a good idea. Yeah. And I haven't got any good ideas when I go. Not, number one, I can't paint. I feel really pretentious when I'm painting. I can't paint. I can't. Right. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So. <laughs> Are these all paintings in the background? Have you done loads? I've done a, yeah, I love painting. I do loads. Yeah, I've got like, that's what. The, the, oh my gosh, yeah. fell down, so all my, quite a lot of ones fell down. And um, this, this was too heavy, this one of Tom Daly mid-dive. See, See, that annoys me. Idea. It's good. It annoys yeah. me. Um, it's good. But you're halfway home with a good idea, though, aren't you? Yeah, you, you know are. What I mean? yeah. Like, yeah, you I, go... 
So a friend well, of that... mine, a friend of mine did, um, I made a short film and he's an editor and he said, can you pay me by doing a painting of me, my wife and my daughter? So I, I said that you will be offended by what I do. <laughs> I never, it never looks how it should. So that's the painting of him, which is not not bad. It like it's a, there's a likeness there. Well, we don't know what he yeah. looks like. He could be. That's not bad of his of his wife. <laughs> and then is I it? tried his daughter, who's gorgeous, like a lovely. I think she's about six. And I had three attempts. Those, I mean, she's a middle like... aged. She's a middle aged woman in all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you say pick one of these? You look more like her at the end. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. The one on the left looks like uh, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one's like that Barbara Windsor. I think. Yeah. Mark knows what's going on with this. <laughs> but you say I'm a good painter. I'm. You are. I, I'm but not... you know what's, what's interesting about that? You haven't you haven't got the you haven't been able to do an idea first. Though. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's not Tom Davis mid dive. Exactly. Know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like You're... just them. Sorry, I'm really dumb. So you, you paint the canvas. You get you get the background color first. And then no, that's the last top. thing. That's the last. What? Thing. Yeah, it's my favorite thing actually to put the cut the background color on. But don't you have to then make sure you don't go over the lines? Yeah, but you just just careful when you get to those side bits and actually if you look closely i like i've missed bits you know oh and do you shade as well is it the call or is it the camera or is it that's all the camera color? yeah that's, oh, that's okay. a solid pink color yeah and is that your go-to like a flat color end yeah i love it'll either be pink yellow or blue generally you're gonna see me posting little paintings that are quite similar <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, know. I really want to see can you just show show me no Tom? no yeah, go no. on, David. No. Please. Open no. up, David. I'm, no. What, isn't it weird to feel like that about painting? I know. I hate it. Okay. I understand. I hate it. It's, um, yeah, it's good. I think it's because you sort of secretly hope you're going to have a a little knack for it. Yeah. Yeah, I and, thought I might be a little genius. Yeah. Like, oh, no. I don't think yeah. anyone, it's like stand-up or anything like that. Like, you, I don't think anyone has a knack for it. You just uh, keep, you just keep doing them and you start to get better and you learn from how you mess it up and all that. I've got a bone to pick about that poster in the background, actually. Brian and Charles, as you know, I love. Um, but the, the, there's something about the lettering on the Brian and Charles poster against the lines of the wallpaper that irritates me. I think it's... <laughs> because, like... Who does it really? The e, no. the this e, is what we want him on for. Yes. <laughs> the E in the Charles sort of sits between two lines, whereas the C in Charles sits over a line and it just it's just annoying to wow you've really thought about this right it's okay it, it's not um it's a really nice font and it's a really great image and i don't know what you what else you could have done with that image in terms of you couldn't it would be weird if you try well, i get i guess you're so saying it's the, spa not, it's the spacing a, you're saying it's the spacing it's sort of yeah i don't know how you how you I wanted it on an on a different wallpaper that wasn't vertical lines basically. yeah probably Probably. You wanted a flat pink colour, didn't you? I wanted it. I yeah, I'd like flat pink or yellow or blue for that. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you something now. It was my decision. Well, you've no wrong it decision. <laughs> <laughs> you failed <laughs> at the last hurdle. So how often do you paint? Do you paint like? I try and do something every week. Do you? How do you? Do you have? A, you do a lot of things. 
I don't have a partner or kids or uh, I, I don't really do much else. I don't, I'm not doing loads of telly at the minute. I'm just doing, I'm just on tour and then to do a couple of bits here and there. Are you touring? So I, but I, I tour, I do three shows a week. Wow. Is that, is that a lot again. for a tour? I don't know. Is that about no, right? Like Sarah Millican and Jimmy Carr and all these other people are doing like six, seven shows a week. Like, that's too much, isn't it's it? It's too much. It's too much. Do you do them like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or do you have a gap between them all? Sort of, yeah. So I'll, we'll try and like tour in the same place. And oh, so like, you bomb around like the Yorkshire or something? Well, you, I'll do three shows in Leeds or something, you know, right back to back. And then I'll go home for a few days and then. Paints. Yes, and I, but I just love it. I, don't, I, I sort of get loads of pleasure out of it, and that so helps. It, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not arduous. I Can I ask how, how long do you do? You got support? Oh, um, yeah. I, I'll go on and do about five minutes at the top, then the support will do about twenty minutes, and then I'll do about fifteen minutes after that, and then somewhere between fifty minutes and an hour at the end in the second section, depending on how much they're laughing, really. Oh. Aren't they always laughing though? Yeah, idiot. I can't imagine Aren't you they, not going down. They well. must. I've do. never seen you not do amazing. Like Joe was just saying, there's a lot in intro that you did the. What was it? Oh, you probably the don't chapel. remember the chat. We did the chapel together a few years ago. But you came in with about three minutes before you had to go on stage. You said hi to everyone, got on stage, did really well. Like it's the, it's the most relaxed I've ever seen anyone do st- like stand up. Like you oh, just man. went, hello, hi, and then walked on. And I was like, I wasn't giving that any, that just was ridiculous. And then you did really well. And I, I had the hump because I was looking at bits of paper going, oh, fucking hell, it's going to work. And you went, oh, all right, how are you? I'll see you Wednesday. Bye. Went on. And then, and then, and I, and then I think you were organising to see Ashfling at a party later or something. Oh, right. And I was like, he hasn't got any panic. Why am I full of panic? And Joe likes organising. I, I really want to ask you about all these little Predicament, not predicaments, what are they? Not pranks, but you're getting yourself involved in oh, and how stressful that looks yeah. and how do you cope? So, I, I've, I've... Being in the eye of the storm for 48 hours, how the hell do you cope? Yeah, and, yeah. You've, and you've caused it yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just feel like, well, he's playing with fire there. Because yeah. I, I said to David, like, I feel like every three months I text you and go, fucking hell, that made me laugh when you did this. <laughs> like, you're the only, you're the person I text, like like every sort of three months we, yeah oh my god and i knew you were coming on but the one you did this week well four weeks ago when this goes out or whatever or next week or whatever um but if i did that joe i'll be in bed going oh fuck what shit. have i done what have i done oh, fuck yeah. fuck fuck yeah. everyone thinks i because we we're talking about the storming off one and it really made me laugh because it looks so real but then for like 48 hours people were going joe lice it's an arsenal right yeah <laughs> And then you went, well, no, because I did it deliberately. Yeah. But for like 48 hours, they're going, stuck up comedian does walks off steps. And I was like, well, well only because I know you, I was like, he obviously hasn't stormed off because there's a bottle on the shelf. Yeah, yeah. Because of yop or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how do you deal with that? that well, that's, um, it's interesting. Um, I was having this conversation with a friend of mine about like my relationship with conflict because I do like, I like to seemingly when I'm not working, I my instinct is to come to the studio and paint and be and listen to chatterbix. So, <laughs> oh god, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah. god, it's such a fucking 
problem for me that I love. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I think uh, I had some really bad anxiety, um, like really weird um, effects a few years ago where I would get, um, well, I had, I had a panic attack on my last tour where I thought I was dying and I like drove myself to hospital and thought I, might ha- I was having a heart attack. And then, and then started getting these weird symptoms where I was like, I couldn't eat with with friends or or swallow. So if I went to the pub, I'd sort of get this feeling that I was going to vomit the whole time. And so I just couldn't enjoy a pint, couldn't, like everything just got really difficult for a while because if you can't go out for dinner or go for a pint with someone, there's sort of, there's nothing you can do. And this is before lockdown. So it wasn't, people weren't into walking. It was just like, and I went to see um, a therapist and I did quite a lot of therapy and, 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 and sort of researched it as much as I could and, and discovered that the thing with anxiety, at least for me, is the thing that you're frightened of doing, you have to do. So that the, the therapy for around like drinking beer, I'd got it in my head that I couldn't drink beer anymore. And my therapist was like, well, your homework is to have a pint of beer, which <laughs> before that I would have been like, fucking hell, great. But at that time I was like, I just won't be able to do it. And she said, why? And she I said, I'll vomit. And she said, well, then at least, you know, cause I'd never vomited yeah. at no point have I vomited from it. And so that first beer was really tricky. And then like gradually I started to really enjoy it. And now I'm back to normal. Occasionally I'll get little bursts of it, but I know to just sort of go, oh, it's nonsense. It's just my brain playing tricks on me. And I push through it. And I think that attitude has actually really helped in everything else. Because now when I get myself in a situation like I was at the weekend where I'm on um, Laura Koonsberg's program and everyone's sort of looking at me like you fucking prick like you know that everyone's I wasn't. At me. I was at, I'm, I was just, I'm just you. like I, I get quite zen about it and I kind of go well this is what I'd planned so I, and I yeah. knew that it was going to be uncomfortable but that's the kind of joy of the thing really and just being like okay I'll be uncomfortable for a little while but it won't be forever and it'll probably yeah. pay off but in that, uh, when I watched it, I, my first thought was everyone was this really funny because no one, for start, it's really funny because everyone on that show is always behaves the same way. Yeah. And obviously they're new doing that. But then I just thought everyone there is there, <laughs> is sort of against what you've done, like the cameramen, the people that are going to then have to walk you to your dressing room to get your bag. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're all like, oh, cheers, mate. Mm. You know, you've just turned everything we do upside down. Are they? What was it like? No, it, 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 it wasn't like that at all. How was it not? Yeah, I can imagine they're just like, thank God for that. Yeah. No, uh, well, I don't know how they are now, that because obviously the media reaction to it hadn't kicked in at that point. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Laura Kingsberg said that her heart dropped when I applauded because <laughs> she didn't know what I was going to do. <laughs> and then she was like, and then I was like, fine with it. And uh, she did ask me not to applaud Rishi Sunak, but that was because um, <laughs> she had to walk. After she'd interviewed Rishi Sunak, she had to walk somewhere else and she wasn't walking over to the panel. So she she said it just sort of won't work. So I I, I heeded that, but it, it wasn't Rishi I was there to applaud anyway. It was um, Liz Truss. And um, and then she said that, like, we really enjoyed having you and, and we're looking for, like, sort of semi-regulars. So if you're up for coming on again, to have you and and all of her producers said exactly the same thing and so they were all really oh, wow. and there's like this weird breakfast that they do afterwards in the bbc canteen and i was sat next to laura coonsberg and then next to her was rishi sunak and then opposite me was emily thornbury and cleo the uh, cleo watson the other girl that had been on and it was just a very surreal and the and the um 
um, chairman of the BBC was there as well. It was just a very odd group of people. I didn't look Rishi Sunak in the eye because I was like, I'll get so angry. That I... How small is he? He's... Because we're obsessed with his size. Well, I didn't realise till you, you pointed it out, Joe. Trying to think of what... Because um... he's all in proportion. Yeah. But he's, yeah. But he's little. Yeah, he is. So, so I can't believe it. It. he's a bit like Alan Sugar. Is have you ever met Alan Sugar? Been in a room? No, no. He's tiny as well. Have you? When did you meet Alan Sugar? I met him uh, when I did. Um, uh, what's that spin-off show for The Apprentice? Oh, you're fired. You're fired. And um, and he apparently would, was never invited, but occasionally would just turn up to those recordings. And I walked into the B, uh, it was ITV Studios at that point, the one that was on the South Bank. Yeah. And I walked along along with him trying to make conversation and he was not interested in speaking to me <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> very, did you call him Sir Alan? I can't imagine you did. No. I, honest. I don't think I did. I can't remember. I was just trying to make like conversation with him and he was just, and he, he made a point of like walking faster. So he was in front, in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I think of ITV studios, I remember holding the door open for will I am. Yeah. And he just walked through without saying thank you. Yeah. I bet. And then a bodyguard behind him, enormous guy said, just whispered to me, sorry. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. Did he? It was, a, it was a cute, oh. it's, a, it's oh. really cute thing because this enormous american bodyguard went sorry yeah and i uh, went because i because i think he saw me go right probably a fan, yeah. of, fan of chatterbix he was a chatter biscuit he had he had, he had one what, of our wonderful the fans the chatter biscuits but you should know that joe i mean i've, <laughs> not, a... listened, I've not listened to every episode <laughs> we say <laughs> in every episode <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, the to chatter, come, chatter I'm with my name for my fans. Um, I, uh, uh, Rebecca Lucy Taylor's self-esteem, she suggested I call them Mummy's Little Liars. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a really I'm good. one of Mummy's Little Liars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's good. Really like that, yeah. Um, if you're a cheeky chatter biscuit, you're a... Chatter biscuit with nuts. <laughs> I forgot about that. I think you know. Oh yeah. yeah. Do you actually? Have yeah. I just missed? Have I just missed that you do this in every episode? No, no. It's just, it. We. It's sort of. I it, it, know. We've we've normalised chatter biscuit. Right. It's, it's yeah. It's, it's. I've really been enjoying the um the ones with the guy from Deal or No Deal. Everyone loves that. He's brilliant, isn't he, Paul Gordon? I he's, think he's, he's great, but I would say slightly precocious. <laughs> I think he's got he's got slightly <laughs> too much confidence for me. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what the truth is: we love having on because we have to do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I literally, it's like having an hour off. That actually. Um, deal or no deal is one of the first times that I experienced that thing of being comfortable with the uncomfortable because um, I was on that with with Sarah Millican. She um, was playing. You've been in the studio. You've been in that studio. <clears throat> yeah, I was on as a, a box opener for Sarah Millican. Oh, wow. And there was me, uh, Gary Delaney, Mark Olver was opening boxes on that one. He wasn't doing warm up, he was opening boxes. Uh, Karen Bailey. There are a few other like Birmingham-based comics. I think did Craig Dealey do it. A few other Birmingham comics, basically. And um, 
Was it a celebrity I, version, like for charity or something? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it was. I can't remember what charity though. Um, and uh, I was just taking the piss out of the banker, basically saying like he. I, I can't remember. It was so many years ago, but I remember I was just showing very little respect to the banker and slagging him off <laughs> after she'd hung up and all that. <laughs> and Noel Edmonds clearly didn't quite know what to do with me. And I, I wasn't very well known at that point. And um, uh, the banker then rang back and said to Sarah um, that uh, he would increase the offer by a grand or something if Joe Lysett leaves the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a funny response. It was a funny response. And I was yeah. then like, oh, shit. <laughs> and I was about to, and then Noel Edmonds sort of came up to me and was like, you've got to go, Joe. It's an extra grand. You've got to go. Like he was, and, and it was Mark Olver. Thank God for Mark Olver. Mark said, if Joe goes, I go. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone else on the panel went, and then if Mark Mark goes, I go. So suddenly we had this revolt <laughs> against the banker. Brilliant. Um, and so in the end, I think he stood down from it. And um, uh, But they did, it didn't make the edit. So um, It didn't make the edit? It didn't make the edit, yeah, yeah. Which is what? How was Noel? How was, did you like Noel? I'd love to, be, love to meet Noel. Yeah, I'd love to meet Noel properly. I think um, he didn't... Uh, I, I, it all tallies with what... Um, what is his name? Paul? Paul Gorton, yeah. yeah. He doesn't really speak to anyone. He just sort of floats in. Very good at telly. Floats out. He comes, it. floats in, good at telly, floats out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I, like Alan Sugar's apparently like that. On we spoke to Louisa Zisman. Oh yes, yes. and uh, she said like Sugar's like that. He'll just be nowhere. You know, everyone mills about, and he's nowhere to be seen. Mm. Fucking love to float in and somewhere. Just float and float in. Off. Yeah, but I feel like if you float in, float out, you have to be good at something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You yeah. can't float in and then flap about. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's true. <laughs> you have to nail what you're there to do and then float yeah. out. Yeah. yeah uh, I'd rather not float in myself. Are you gigging this week, Joe? Uh, I'm doing Cardiff on Sunday. I'm a little nervous about it because of recent events, but um, I think it'll be fine. Oh, what, you, what you've done? No, they'll love it. I think so, yeah. I mean, are you. Oh, my God. Are you <laughs> gigging at the minute, Joe? Are you doing Cats Countdown and all that? Yeah, I've just done some of them. I'm doing stand-up again. Great! Yeah. You're well, enjoying it? I am. I am, actually, for the first time in, like, 12 years. When are you going to do some stand-up, David? I can't do it. What is it about, like, because you, you say it's sort of you get embarrassed by it. You think it's... I can't do it. Yeah. I find it so... I get so embarrassed yeah. that I've chosen to go on stage. Uh, <laughs> I think you're lucky. When I speak to people about enjoying it, like, I would love to be able to let you, go. So when you get to the gig, are you like, oh, great, I'm about to do stand-up? Like, because I, I go, fuck, where's this going to fuck up? Yeah. Oh, you're just worried about fucking up? Yeah. I'm sort of playing. Yeah. I'm, what about you, Joe? You're worried about fucking yeah, up. Yeah, Joel, Joel. 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 It's Joel and Joe. Yeah, let's do Joel and Joe. Joel, are you worried about fucking up? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I, I um, particularly uh, currently because I feel like there's a lot of eyes on what. Yeah. What right. we do? I feel like we're we're being. I feel at the minute a little bit like um, 
but when I'm at a wedding, I don't like weddings. I hate them. So I, 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 I find them really, um, they, they do something to me and I get very cross at them. And I haven't fully worked out what it is. But I think it's the fact that I feel that my... Same with christenings? <laughs> I don't know if I've ever been to a christening. <laughs> Any sort of a funeral, probably similar as well. Any well, you get uh, cross at a funeral. Yeah, I get cross at them. How I dare you die? <laughs> I feel like I'm being policed. I feel like at a wedding, you know, you have to go, oh, isn't it beautiful? Oh, it's perfect, isn't it? You have to say all of this bollocks <laughs> yeah and everyone knows they're kind of going well eh, sort of 30 percent chance this will stick and <laughs> you have to sort of lie it's just everyone's lying the whole yeah. day yeah they're yeah. not being mummy's little liars they're just being liars <laughs> no they're not <laughs> i want to be a mummy's little liar <laughs> so I, cozy. I think statistically of all the weddings i've been to over half have ended in divorce now Maybe I'm the common factor, but I'm a bit like... You're getting off with one of them each time. <laughs> <laughs> but there's that, you know, you're just not... It, it, saying any of that at a wedding is seen as, you know, sort of sacrilege. You can't you can't even do, like, a little joke of, like, mm, whatever. I just feel very policed. I feel... Yeah, like, it is. It there's, is. No, there's no room for cynicism. And, and I, I feel similar at the minute. I feel like you must toe the party line this is how you react to this sort of news you know and i feel a bit conflicted by that it's it's weird because you're obviously like from the outside it just looks like it, you've nailed it so it's really funny so people are just can look i know people aren't not there's are odd bods out there but people have just gone that was really good that was really funny and moved on but you're thinking oh is it gonna what's the could there be a backlash? Could people, I don't know, be at your gig to try and ruin it or something? Yeah, yeah. I would definitely feel more nervous about that. And I feel... Um, I just... Are you take, you've got to be fucking... How big are your rooms? What, what's Cardiff? Is it St David's Hall? Right, so I'm doing Cardiff Arena, so it's about 5,000, I think. Fuck. Fucking imagine imagine someone went, right, I'm going to give Joe my Joe, bloody... what does that feel like, Joe? I don't know. Oh, I, that, that will be the biggest gig I've done yet. But the fact that that's even in the... Is it sold all right as well? So the Cardiff ones have sold all right. And so basically this month I'm doing arenas. The Cardiff oh, ones have sold all right. And then the other ones have definitely picked up since I became right wing. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so there'll be I, a mixed bag in the audience. Yeah. But genuinely bag. though, Joe, when you think about starting off like 10 years ago, now you're playing to 5,000. Fucking bonkers. Are you like... Does it give you pleasure, that thought? Are you like, oh, whatever? <laughs> Basically, how do we bring you down to our Think about level. all the new stand-ups who want to get there, and when they get there, there's nothing there. So are you, are you um, does it excite you? Do you give yourself a pat on the back? I'd say it's somewhere between the two. I feel like, yeah. um, it, I think I'm quite realistic about what it will do for me. I'm, I'm, I'm aware that they're just shows and they will sort of come and go. But I, it's a sort of marker of like it's a nice thing. But I don't. I, I'm not like I'm not entirely cynical about it, and I'm not entirely. I'm just sort of I've leveled out. I think I think all the therapy I've done has basically leveled me out about everything. I just sort of I'm not capable of full emotions. I'm just like it's <laughs> fine, isn't it? Everything's yeah, fine. that's good. Be all right. Never too high, never too low. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Has your numbers jumped up in the last year then, or the last two years? Like the 
the sizes of venues for whatever reason um when did we put this tour on sale yeah in the last couple of years that's when we put this on sale and yeah it's definitely been a bigger one than because it blows my mind to sort of like go bigger than because the Hammersmith Apollo is always sort of seen as like the the what way if you get there yeah you're sort of like you can't really get any bigger yeah yeah you know if you're selling out the Apollo because that's like and then you've gone and gone all right I'll just go bigger than that that seems bananas to me yeah it's bananas and I so uh my anxiety was that it's worst when this tour is being talked about which was about four years ago and what happened is we I I went in for the meeting about like they penciled some dates no it was three years ago because they penciled the dates for 2020 and it was all going to happen COVID hit anyway and I went in and they just slid this list of dates over to me and I had like a panic attack in the room and I said I'm having a very uh, physical reaction to what you've just shown me and like I I really like went into this sort of spiral and felt very like overwhelmed by it and um, so yeah I said no and I cancelled it all and actually I timed that brilliantly because that was when like the first date was going to be like april the second or something and so it was actually the right i kind of preempted something and i just knew i wouldn't have time to write a show that i'd be proud of and i just that's what i was gonna ask you what's it what's it like book because i i know um someone who booked in something and they had and and it was like i'll i'll text you both um it was um it was basically uh i'll put joel in to tie it to your name that's how, have you um, got my, i've got a new number i'm going to i think you i don't think i've ever had you i oh, know i do have your number david don't i yeah basically that um was booked in oh for enormous i, d- I think you're sending a text to an old number i didn't get that ah Okay. I've just WhatsApp. Well, I'll, I'll bleep it out. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They, they booked in, like, the Newcastle. You put Claire Balding, as you <laughs> I really thought, uh, my heart went into my mouth. I thought Claire Balding. <laughs> yeah, people get confused by that. Well, I had it as mummy for a while, and then people would say, "Oh, my mum died five years ago, and I thought she was texting me from the grave." So I, was like, oh, I, I should. <laughs> so, so I changed it to Claire Balding. Sure. It's a mind fuck, man. You, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah. So they they. I'll oh, pick that out. Uh, uh, they booked in those massive venues that they did. They didn't have a clue what they were going to do. And I, my head went, well, where's the, where's the joy in that? The stress yeah. of going... No, your I, head went, right, what's the seats? What are they charging? How much are they going to make? That's yeah, well, we did that. Yeah. We did yeah. that, didn't we? We worked out how much they were going to yeah. make. <laughs> and we did a conservative I, I that episode. Yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> I uh, at some point if i ever come on the podcast we might end up doing the same thing that's uh... <laughs> well i did think about yeah. it i'll be yeah. honest when i was thinking about the cardiff one i went How much? never no, as much not. as you think no no, no always one when so-and-so's taken their cut when so-and-so's taken their cut the tax man's got yeah. his grip yeah. but um 
Mm. But yeah, I'll like, be fine. Would you? <laughs> I'll be fine at the end of all that. I love the idea. We do we do this interview with you every year. We just see your office get bigger <laughs> and bigger. And bigger. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that having all that and not having a clue what to do. So you don't book it at all if you haven't got a show because I find that so weird that people go next November. I'm doing these amount of dates and I haven't written a word. Yeah, no, I don't do that. I get I get about halfway. Let's say. Oh. Uh, Still, you've got a lot to yeah. do. Though. Well, I think it, it it has to the by necessity it sort of has to have a deadline for me to finish yeah. it. So, I, but I need to know that I've got enough irons in the fire to kind of finish it. But this show was a st- is basically about a stunt that I did, and it took me four years to do it. And so we didn't. It wasn't really on sale until I completed the stunt, really. And. And is the stunt gone public, or is it a hidden it's stunt? It's a hidden That's stunt. Uh, oh, which you then present on the show. I then talk about it in the show, yeah. So I did, I, I, did it, I did it in secret, yeah, so nobody knew I was doing anything. And it's the sort of thing that you wouldn't... It's not, it, it's, it's not the sort of thing that I would do on a TV show anyway, because it's very... It's, it's, not, um, it's quite a personal thing. It's not like... Um, but it did involve, like... And it ended up with headlines in newspapers and ibiza and uh uh mps getting a bit annoyed with me and stuff like that so it's um but they didn't know they were they were they yeah wow so i kind um, of got that I, I'd, I'd finished that stunt but i hadn't written the jokes around that stunt i'd just done the stunt and then and then started to put the sort of and actually it was in avarice with last year i just finished the stunt so i could start to talk about it in previews and um, yeah so for example if you then spent four years doing this stunt and then you couldn't get the material to work wouldn't that be yeah you st- i sort of had to basically yeah i had to are you wondering when to put your tour in joe yeah is this what this is about and what sort of venues we should work out the numbers how much you'll make yeah, absolutely. I'm, go- I'm going no bigger than always be comedy. Oh, lovely. <laughs> I reckon you'll go six to 800. Yeah, great. I reckon you'll go that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going for We're obviously going to spend an episode when it's on, <laughs> when it's on sale. Yeah, <laughs> I'm slowly chipping away of my confidence until I have to pull the bloody Can thing. Can I ask about no, the- just to like work out ticket sales and... Oh yeah, I might want to tell you. Can I ask about the maths of podcasting? Because I haven't <coughs> done a podcast. You have you? Sorry, I'm, you cut out for me. There. What do you say? Sorry? Can I ask about the maths of podcasting? Because I've <laughs> done a podcast, but I know that like a lot of people are making more money out of that than anything else. Well, I heard. <laughs> well, I heard. Well, I, can, I can bleep I, it, Joe. Well, I heard about three years ago <laughs> that. <laughs> oh God, I, I love talking about this, but not on the pod. It's my favourite thing. To yeah, talk about yeah, privately. Yeah, <laughs> privately, privately. Uh, Fucking this is grotesque, but lovely, isn't it? Well, the touring of, of pods is massive now, isn't it? Like, 
like people that I don't like I, I sort of didn't know the pod and then you see like they've got a picture of the them at the like the Apollo and you're like fucking hell and obviously me and David spent many an hour we started talking last week was it last week we started talking about the tipping point with our pod <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <And it's something. laughs> gets so popular that it can't become unpopular again but how, because how does it work so you you do it with Acast and they then yeah. put advertising on it and yeah. then it's they pay you based on how many listens you get essentially or yeah yeah basically long and short yeah 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 but i think if you start talking to rob and oh yeah Ed, i don't want to know I'd, yeah i think it would no because i think genuinely it would kill me like knowing theirs against ours, I think it would really damage me. Because you remember that week when you thought our listeners had gone down, and they had, and it it really sent me into a fog. <laughs> <laughs> but then we worked out it was a bank holiday. Yeah, yeah, and I was pulled out of my fog. Because <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I've started the to mercy take of growing. bank holidays. <laughs> I've, I've taken uh, the podcast growing for granted. Yeah. And I know you shouldn't, but aren't you tempted? I, what to do a podcast? Yeah, yeah. I, oh, you'd fly up the charts. You'd be chatting got, about on this a lot. I've got an idea for one, but it's have you um, really? Uh, <laughs> honestly, they're quite hard. I wouldn't bother. <laughs> if yeah. you did a podcast and you shot past us, we'd be going fucking lightest. It's stuck. He's sticking at six. <laughs> fucking bollocks. He's done like four. Episodes we've done four hundred. Look at the connections he's got to get all those guests on. <laughs> <laughs> but it just feels it does feel like a lot of I like being a guest on one, but uh, like yeah, I'd have to kind of you just I love it. I love it. I love not leaving home. Yeah. Well that's and, and I, what I love about it as well is that so the other podcast I listen to pretty regularly is the um my therapist ghosted uh, me with John McNally and Vogue Williams. And um, I'm, I think John McNally is so funny and such a good stand-up, like really accomplished, brilliant gag writer and was sort of getting a bit ignored by the industry, really. And, and she's just leapfrogged loads of it because of... Yeah, because she's touring now off the back of the pod, isn't Yeah, she? I mean, she's doing something like 60 nights at Vicar Street in Dublin. What? 60, 60. No, 60. 60, yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I did, I support, I, su- I supported David Dockett at Vicar Street and he sold it to me. Was, would you mind doing a little support for me at this gig? Yeah. I didn't give it any thought. It's massive. Joanne McNally, 60 dates, 69 at Vicar Street. It's a big old room. It's a big room. I think it's a thousand seater. About that? Is this off the back of the pod? Off the back of a podcast. It's 1,050, so she's sell- selling 60,000 tickets in Dublin alone. And she's also doing the Palladium. She did two nights at the London Palladium. She's doing Dubai. She's sold out three shows in Dubai. It's like... What? That's amazing to leapfrog the old ways. Exactly. Though, isn't it? I think it's really... I love the... Um, I do. I love that the sort of levels it. The gate, the gate gets rid of the gatekeepers. Exactly yeah, it's all about getting rid of gatekeepers. Because I've sort of found with this show that I feel I felt a bit sort of frustrated. My stand-up show about the gate, the gatekeeperiness of it, like how uh, mm. uh, 
What, why, what do you mean? Why is there a gatekeeper with your stand-up? Well, the reviewers are all generally straight white men. Um, the show is sort of not written for, no offence to straight white men, but it's not written entirely with them in mind. Um, it's hurtful. So you're cool with us, aren't you? <laughs> I'm annoyed about you guys. <laughs> Yeah, we. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I don't really like. It. Yeah, I don't sort of bang the drum about it loads. But I just, I was, I, I'd not really experienced that before. I was like, oh, this is get this show's sort of getting attacked quite a lot, and I'm really proud of it. And it's getting attacked by the same sort of person, I suppose. Well, but what influence have they got now? Well, exactly. When you've got, a big I know, I know, I should just get over it. Yeah, because you you've got a following that don't give a shit about those. I know tricks. exactly. So I shouldn't care, but I do. You know, I do. You've got all the. It's interesting. You've got all the power. Yeah, but I don't feel like it. I don't think I've got all the power. I've got some power. Well, in your show, you do. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Mummy's mummy's got power. Mummy, mummy's mummy. <laughs> mummy's got power. <laughs> <laughs> mummy, why are you sad, mummy? have got all the power. <laughs> but you have you have that. You got a big fo- You got huge followers. Like I can't see how they would have any. I know. I know. It just. Uh, and, and and it didn't really uh, and doesn't generally bother me but I, I just became aware of it over a period of this summer where i was like oh like this show is is not really for well it is for, yeah. for everyone i've written it for you know it's a stand-up show that i want everyone to enjoy but i notice if it's a very straight audience because i ask who's straight and who's not at the start of the show it's a harder sell the, the kind of the story because it's a very kind of gay story to a straighter audience i think it's just um yeah but that's fine, mm. you know, so what? Yeah. How many tickets do you think Chatterbix would sell on tour? I think you'd sell fucking tons. What about if we said in, in the in the bump that it would not be any good? Great. I think it'd sell right. more. Honestly, because we were talking about we were we were going for hundred seaters. I well, I don't know what your numbers are comparative to what I, I just have a feeling that it would do better. <sighs> Gutted if they well, start with 100 seaters, see how quickly they sell, and then what on earth, we... what on earth do you do slum. anyway? You don't, you don't go, in. would you come on all of the shows? Would you come on all of our lives? Oh, right. <laughs> 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 our surprise guest again is Joe Lyons. Yeah, <laughs> but just zoom in from wherever you are, and then we'll just turn and look at you. Yeah. Okay, looks uh, it. That's amazing that she's selling sixty nights. Yes. So was she just on the circuit? Well, oh, she I, was starting to break through a little bit. I, I think she was like hot, one of the hot new acts. Yes. a few years ago. But she she wasn't. I don't think she'd done any real panel shows. I don't think she's done live at the Apollo. I think she's done she? live at the Apollo. Um, but yeah, she but she still's not getting. You know, she's not a household name. She doesn't do. She yeah. She's not like kind of uh, a go-to for shows is she like yeah they're not yeah she's not like a regular booking on channel four stuff or whatever yeah but she did do um big fat quiz this year and stuff so she's done and you think that's off the back of her them going fucking hell she sold all these dates well she's certainly doing well off the back of this episode (laughs) (laughs) And if you're listening, would it be nice if you chatted about us yeah. in a positive way? Because yeah. we've only been positive. Yeah, yeah. Please. 
If we could just up those numbers a little bit more, we'd hit that tipping point. But yeah. so, so I'm, I'm, I'm curious about the, um, the, the, yeah, the way it works. But yeah. Well, I, I see it as a good. I mean, how old are you, Joe? Thirty-four. Oh fuck me, you yeah. young buck. <laughs> but I see it as a good thing to grow old into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're obsessed with. But you're um, thirty-four. It's depressing talking about all that shit. Yeah, but we were talking about this when we started writing we were talking that was 10 years ago so what were we 37 then we were, yeah. we were all yeah, about we all, getting we wanted old. to get off the circuit and just write yeah just yeah. in that thing where we didn't want to be like 55 doing stuff that 30 year olds do yeah we were all about like easing into our age and not embarrassing ourselves yes. yeah yeah he says as he starts stand up again <laughs> I, I, I'm I, I'm definitely got sort of similar feelings about like getting out of what I'm in, uh, but I get I get bored of stuff quite quickly. So I I don't get bored of Chatterbix weirdly, but I get no. Um, I've got this annoying thing with Spotify where it's sort of um, it, if I stop an episode halfway through, then it will like click into that, and then it will go back to the start, and it, it just for some reason. Going. I don't know quite how I'm doing it, and I also alternate. I'll do a gossip mongers, and then I'll go back to Chatterbix. And oh, bloody hell! I don't think you should use anyone else's podcast. That's the only thing yeah, I'm yeah. thinking. Well, I'm just looking at my, my. It says your shows, and it's got gossip mongers first, then Chatterbix. Wow! Then full disclosure with James O'Brien. Yes, and the rest is politics. Ooh. And I started listening to the news agents, the Emily Maitlis one. Uh-huh. Rahula Stapur. Yes. I do enjoy that, the one with Richard Harry. I do yeah. enjoy Rahula Political Party with Matt Ford. I love that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. My therapist ghosted me, and that's mm-hmm. it. Lovely. I feel lovely. I wasn't expecting this, Joe. I feel A lot of straight white oh. men. <laughs> yeah. God, you have, a th- you have a type, don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Well, I hope you sell some tickets off the back of this. Yeah, I fucking hope so as well. It's yeah, we've definitely got a bloody following, mate. Don't worry about that. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put two tickets for your show now. On the yeah, are you down Southwest Way? That's a yes. <clears throat> two two tickets. Where should I sit? Where do you want me to sit? Where, where, which show are you coming to? Brighton. I think it's the Dome. Yeah. Where would you want me? Centre stalls. Oh God, there's only oh, not that much to you can. Oh, there's none left there. God, you've really sold out. Has he? That might have sold out. Oh, you're not coming anywhere near me. But I could probably comp um, you because I don't, I don't think I put anyone down for the comps yet. Wow, you're not coming anywhere near me. Where are you? Where do you live, David? I'm in Devon. Oh yeah, we did do. We went down that way at the start of the tour. Not like it. Thought it was a shit time, so. Fed is. you so? How many are you doing? I'm doing two nights at the Brighton Dome. I don't think the second one's on sale yet. Though. Anyway, oh, I'll that's just put right. you down on the okay. comp list because I've. I haven't... What night do you want to come? Hang on, I'll have a look. Uh. God, Birmingham's going to be a nice couple of dates, isn't it? Hometown. Oh, yeah. home by home by half ten. Lovely. Yeah. Um, the 14th of October, it says here, you're on. Yes. The second one's not on it. No, actually, it's not on my list here either, so maybe it's not 
maybe they're not doing it. I don't know. Um, guest list. Brighton Dome. Two? Yes, please. Oh, that's nice. Oh. There we go. You're in. Oh, how lovely. Can I get anything out of this pod? <laughs> if you want to come, I mean, I could send send you some art or... Um... Uh, send me some what? <gasps> art. Oh, art? You want some art? Are you serious? Yeah, I'll send you some art. Oh, mate, I'd love a bit of your art. No, I feel terrible now. Do you want anything in my desk? I'd like, I'd like <laughs> to see your art. No. Yes, <laughs> yes. No. Art for art. Art for art. Come on, David. Fucking hell, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't. It's just, it's so uninspirational. It's horrible. What, what do you want to get out of it, though? That's the thing. Do you want to be Picasso or what, what's, what's your plan? What I, what I loved about it was the meditational aspect. I loved that, yeah, and the re- relaxation. But then I found, oh, oh I'm not. My colours aren't matching, and I've got the old colour wheel. And I don't. I don't. Not sure I'm good with colours. Oh, thinking it, aren't you? Yeah, you got in your head. Yeah, but I look at Joe's and the colours just pop. But I've done a lot. Of, I've done a lot of shit. I don't like the the stuff that kind of isn't on the wall. It, Give him some yeah, of that. You know, like. That I don't like. Doesn't. Well, I would. <laughs> That's Anton Deck. That's Anton Deck, isn't it? I'll take that all day long. <laughs> um, that, that sort of gay couple that are in the front row of a show, and I took a photo. That's not Anton Deck. No, it's not Anton Deck. <laughs> actually, actually, this one I do quite like. This one, this one's um, Vladimir Putin fishing. <laughs> <laughs> See your ideas, but I love your style. Oh, bloody hell! Yeah. You've got an eye. See, you having a go at our Brian and Charles, you've got an eye. I haven't got an eye. No, I, th- I think you're... So lots of people say this to me about, like, oh, I'd love to do art, but I'm just no good at it. I've got, I'm not artistic. I'm not creative. And I always think, well, you don't, if you're aiming for, like, photorealism or anything like that, then you're kind of... You're onto nothing. Grayson Perry said this to me when I did his um, art club thing years ago in lockdown. He said... Um, if we if we're all painting like exact replicas of what we're seeing, then we'd essentially just be doing photographs, and your yeah. mistakes are your style. And I thought that was really reassuring. Like the thing where you go wrong is actually is the thing to celebrate, really. And I mean, I, I don't want to. I just want to happy accidents. Happy accidents, yeah, yeah. The thing the thing that I'm really enjoying at the minute is 3D. I bought a 3D printer. I've been oh. making little sculptures. You make sculptures on the iPad and then you sort of print them in little 3D. Oh, right. oh wow. This is today's print. Tried to do a sculpture of my friend's head, but it went a bit weird and like split off and What's it made of? It's What's sort it? of plastic it... basically. And it just does thin layers. Have I got any of the other ones? But what I've sort of Kind of blow my mind about with it. Oh, make it! You can just print a whistle. <laughs> Not mad. You can print a whistle. <laughs> printed a whistle. That's blown my mind. Yeah, it's, it's really. I can't really show it to you because I can't. But I think. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd pay for one of yours, Joe. Well, one of your whistles. <laughs> one of the little paintings. Oh, you want a little painting? Okay, I'll do a little painting. Oh no, I pay. Um, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I actually, I've never, I've never 
I've never sold one. I've only sold prints. So I, you can't buy one, actually. But I'll just send you one. I've given loads away, but I just feel weird about selling the originals. I don't know why. No, of course. But I'd, I'd, I, what I was going to say is uh, try something that can't possibly be what you um what it, what do you think of it in in your head so if you think in your head oh i want to make a painting of alan sugar looking through a skylight mm. it'll either look like alan sugar or it won't and the skylight might the perspective will be all wrong and what of that sort of forget that and try something like putting inks on a do some abstract stuff essentially so put okay stuff. right i did that i got a, i got a huge canvas for like 100 quid yeah and i just went fuck it let's just do stuff yeah and after an hour or two i was like this is awful <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and i that was my like that was the last straw for me i was like pathetic yeah and it's yeah all the colors look shit there's a painting i bought from a brilliant um artist tom uh he's tom leving and he's uh he, he i bought this painting off him because um it, it, the name of it made me laugh it's called bastard because it, it's loads of bits of acrylic, like really thick acrylic, and he just couldn't get it right. It just didn't look good. He just kept putting more and more on, and in, to the point where the frame of the painting started to collapse, and he had to get it reframed because the wood holds the weight of the paint. And in the end, it looks really cool, and it's really textured, but he called it bastard because it was one of the hardest things he's ever had to make. He hated it. So he turned a cock up into a... Yeah. Oh, that's clear. I really don't think, like, I don't think, I think you are overthinking it. It's, it surprises me because you've got such a um, a kind of throw it out there and see what happens attitude about lots of things. But um, less... What does that mean? <laughs> don't focus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, putting a podcast out every day... Yeah, uh, is is one try a painting every day? Yeah, or just one a week? Yeah, okay. And you you enjoy it like the the just doing it anyway. I, mean, I love all the bits and pieces. I'm not I'm not an art teacher. I don't know shit at all. But I love the little white, white dungarees I bought. I love all that. Yeah, love all the cloth. You like the and idea the of being a painter? Yeah, lovely. Do you like the idea of going to the supermarket with paint on your dungarees? Yeah. I want my trainers as well. Yeah. And the trainers are split. I had a chat with a guy outside the co-op yesterday and he was a painter decorator all over him. And I just thought it was fantastic. Mike, my paint went to my painting mate went to St. Martin's. He's always got such a fantastic eye and his trainers were just just sellotaped on to his feet. Great. And I thought, even that looks good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want that. I think it's that. <laughs> I imagine you sellotaping your shoe and then getting cross. Yeah, exactly. Oh, isn't that good? <laughs> yeah. It's that sort of feeling of like, oh, I'm busy, isn't it? Like, oh, I've got, you know. Yeah. I'm working on something. Yeah, I've just got to pop the shots, but I'm ever so busy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always see people, but like, when they're painters and stuff, there's a painter, there's a couple of painters, of course there's a couple of painters on my road, I live in Brighton. And I just think, it's, I just look at them and go, you make a living from painting. That's incredible. Yeah. So my friend, do you know the painter Anthony McAuliffe? I don't. I don't what, so my friend Mike. Name? Anthony. Anthony oh, McAuliffe. M-I-C-A-L-E-F-F. 
So my friend Mike had this studio and they shared this Brighton studio. Oh, wow. And Anthony, I don't know him, but he suddenly exploded whilst Mike, well, in the same time that Mike was sharing the studio with him. And he sold a, I don't know, he sold something for 150 grand. Or, and he just went, Phew! and now he's, uh, I think Michael Stipe bought a, yeah. Doesn't he do, like you really said, he does really though, thick. It's good, really, isn't it? How do you spell McKellef? M-I-C-A-L-L-E-F. Yeah, they're really cool. It's that, like, thick use of paint. British UGQ. Anthony McKellef is the artist spearheading the return to in-person exhibitions. Wow. Okay, GQ. I don't understand any of that. Yeah. But watching an art artist like go, going from a little studio in Brighton to just suddenly blow up, <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, his stuff's amazing. He's like the Joanne McNally of the art world. Yes. <laughs> wow. Fuck, that's cool. And look at him sat. I've got a picture of him sat in his studio, absolutely covered in paint. Yeah. And there's a sort of what's he like? He, he's got he's got like a kind of melancholy. There's, he's not smiling in any of his pictures. No, I think he's a lovely man. Apparently, yeah. a lovely man. So oh, he's not a friend of yours. No, he's a friend of my my mates. Right, or was? Did you say with... his paintings take like a year to dry or something? Yeah, well, you'd think so. I mean, if that well, oils if do, oils they? they will. Yeah, yeah. I only use acrylic because I find oil a bit scary. Ah, so I've been using oils. And that was my, I think that was my problem. I was getting all sticky and. You know, get acrylic, dry as Have you seen um, Dali, the um, AI artist? No. Fuck. Right, 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 right. This will blow your mind. So this, there's an AI now that understands. Oh. And you can put briefs in and it will produce images. And I signed up to the beta, so I've got access to it. I'll show you, for example, um, I asked it to do an oil painting of Catherine Ryan drinking champagne. And it came up with that. What? And it, it, it also did that one as well. It does four. I mean, the other ones are like, they're, they're all amazing. But that I thought Shit. that one was incredible. So, Sorry, how do you get that? How do you? So it's, it just I, makes a painting for it you. It just makes four paintings for you based on what you put in. So if it's, dar, um, what's the website? Labs, it's openai.com, but you have to sign up to the beta, which I'm I'm in, but oh, it's unlocked. Lock, uh, hang on. I think it will let me lock. Oh, yeah, shit. How'd you get in? I don't, uh... So give me, like, give me a, give me a, um, it's like a style of painting, and then also, I appreciate this is great for podcast listeners. No, that's exactly what. Yeah, yeah. I put a bit of music. Well, they can stop it. listening or stop listening. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, um, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Carr riding a motorcycle in the style of Pontalism. What? Pontalism. I don't even know how to spell that. Dots. Um, Pontalism. Uh, oh, right, um, uh, Renaissance. Renaissance. In the Renaissance style. This is my so generating. Yeah, I'm all over this. It, like, it's sort of scary to me. Because... Well, it just did a grapefruit. No, that's it loading. <laughs> that's the holding <laughs> page, David. That's, that's way off. That's a grapefruit. 
So Jimmy Carr riding a motorcycle in the Renaissance style. It's kind of that. Fucking hell. That. That's not. That one looks yeah, like him. That one's less like him. <laughs> but that that second one is pretty good, I'd say. Can you? Yeah. Wow. Can you now download these and? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking hell, fire. Yeah. It's sort of scary. I, I got it to do. Um, I was with the comedian Bethany Black, and we were playing with it, and she um, suggested uh, Shrek, an oil painting of Shrek at the Nuremberg Trials, <laughs> and it nailed it. I'm trying to find it. It really made me laugh. <laughs> it's perfect. It's really beautiful. That's pretty. If if you painted that, I'd go. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah. and it did it. In life. Your your imagination is incredible. And, and you go, no, it's yeah. not. But it's just its understanding of like I got it to do a, a capybara in a colourful hat made of blocks. Shit, just so good. That's scary. It's scary. What, you know, what next? Well, I've been watching Capture on BBC, and that's all about. You know where they? What you call it? You know that thing. You know that thing on YouTube where people look like it looks like Tom Cruise is talking to someone, and it's actually oh uh, yeah, 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 and you just can't tell. Yeah. You can tell slightly because of the mannerisms of the person doing it, but the face. There's that, that film called Her, which is about that, isn't it? He kind of the film. Yeah, the film. Yeah, just really. I was on Instagram, Joe, and I left. Why? And this is this is because. Oh, I can't really say, can we? No, I'd say anything, but um, someone left a comment on one of my posts. It was a bit weird. I couldn't understand what he meant. And I, I went to his uh, Instagram, and he his bio was, banned from YouTube, banned from da 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 I wonder why. And so I went to his YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, his, his latest video... It's <laughs> quite open-minded. Crackers, people like that out there, aren't they? Like that's that's the sort of scary thing about social media. You realise that there's a lot of people who are really like. But then there are times when, so often when I'm being like sarcastic, or whatever, because before I um, did it on Laura Coonsberg show, I was always tweeting like Boris saying how great I thought he was, and you know I was doing a lot of like flirting with him as if I was his like get sort of little bitch boy essentially and people would tweet me saying like it's disgusting you're supporting him you know yeah. they, they, they wouldn't see the irony in it but i yeah. know that there are certain like um i, I sort of give people the benefit of the doubt because i know there are certain things like uh, i've got friends of mine who've got things like autism or whatever who they just can't actually can't read sarcasm mm. it's not like they're not even there's not even any malice to it or stupidity really it's just like a condition where they just can't do it you know they can't, they can't read that in so i sort of do sort of try and give them the benefit of the doubt but actually probably a lot of the time it's just people being thick as shit isn't it yeah 
<laughs> yeah. Went full circle. I did, yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> somebody, there's somebody running, and they seem actually quite sort of benevolent. But there's someone running an account for my cat on Instagram. But what they did is they followed everyone that I follow. So everyone now thinks that it's me running the account, and people say, "Oh, I like your love your cat account, Joe," and they just use images from that I put up and I now just don't post pictures of my cat because I'm annoyed that it's got content yeah but it'll do like people say well, um, you know I was chatting to you online and I'm like were you and then, then I find out that they were chatting to the Winston account and it's well, I've got I've got a I've got someone doing a TikTok cat account of me and it's got something like 270,000 oh really yeah and I I have no idea what to, I don't really give a shit, but I also don't want them to suddenly How would you feel if I if it was me? <laughs> I suddenly went it's me. I'd, I'd probably go, what is wrong with you? Well I just thought, I don't know, I like eclipse. <laughs> I, I, do I you? Like you never you clips. Ne- you've never really? Do you? Yeah. I think I'd go, do you? Yeah, I do. I like eclipse. <laughs> I like eclipse and I've, I thought it'd be nice to put them all in one place. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh well cheers all right see you tomorrow yeah david's done a uh, of my clips. is it clips like of you on cats and things like that is that what it is yes it yeah. Is, yeah but it's like it's joe it's joe wilkinson official yeah that's what they've called it which i yeah it's not official i think i think tiktok are quite good at pulling stuff down no they're not because i put my my niece. Oh, they've tried. Tried to. Yeah. Pitcher's niece tried to. They, they, they keep pulling stuff that I do, Dan. Are you going to do any more two episodes of MASH? Uh, no, I'm 47. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love two episodes of MASH. Oh, well, thank you. But I feel like it's, it's a young person's game, the old sketch. <laughs> <laughs> feel like a Wally doing, like doing stand up, so definitely not putting a hat on. <laughs> I was talking to Naomi about gigging it. I cannot imagine going out as Brian again. Fuck me. But I was, I was like that after lockdown because I, I hadn't gigged for so long. And I actually sort of, uh, I, I sort of searched my, uh, videos of myself online to sort of remind myself of my shtick. I'd have forgotten who I was like on because I, I live on my own, so I sort of oh, didn't speak funny. to people that much, and was just sort of became quite insular, really. And um, yeah. and it was it was amazing how quickly it did come back. The minute I went back, oh, does it? Yeah, yeah. It just sort of it's riding a bike kind of vibe, isn't it? You just go, can, oh. can I one th- one thing about stand up? Like if you gig like very sporadically, like I'm doing, like. Do you, when, when you do loads, do you go, can you feel yourself being better? Like if you're doing lots in a row, do you go, oh, I'm definitely better? Because I've never done loads in a row. Well, it's less so than like, loads in a row. It's just like a, a re- being regular with it, I suppose. So I had, I had a heckler a couple of nights ago, and I hadn't had a heckler on this whole tour. Like I've had people kind of get involved in a nice way, but he, it was a kind of malevolent heckler who was chatting for ages and then I sort of called him out and he stood up and said he was going to take me outside and fight me and it was like I can say fuck you <laughs> fuck me up I take it as a plant then <laughs> and uh, 
He was, was going to take me outside what? and just sort of gently suck the tip of my cock. <laughs> <laughs> gently? No, not bit, of, bit of ball work. Um, what was he? So he bought tickets to your show? I don't know. Don't know. And got angry. Got angry. And um, and I dealt with it like I used to do at clubs, and it was kind of fun. And and I hadn't had to do that for years i haven't done it for years deal with a heckler like that and i was like it was really reassuring that that instinct is still there i know roughly how to handle something like that i know how to i don't think i ever knew how to but it's it's not the the way i approach it is probably not the way you people think of uh, taking on hecklers where you go like humiliate them or whatever i'm always a sort of kill them with kindness sort of thing yeah i think that works best doesn't it um yeah Got nowhere to go then. Exactly, they, they they can't. If they're going, like, I'll fucking kill you. Go, oh hello, lovely. You know, sort of just they don't. They, <laughs> they haven't got anything. You know, it sort of doesn't. It doesn't really. Re- it doesn't work. So, um, and it's funny. Someone be really aggressive, and then the person they're being aggressive to be really kind and gentle back to them. I mean, I did say I'd fuck him up, but I said it in such a lovely way. But... <laughs> um, yeah. So, so I think it will come back to you very quickly, and. What, what, what's your? Why do you want? Why? Why? Why come back when the podcast is making you three hundred and fifty thousand pounds an hour? It's a week. It's three hundred and fifty thousand a week. There's a huge. Um, uh, I think some of it's to do with like having like the gatekeeper thing. You know, like it, some stuff happens where you go, you sort of wait around for stuff, and then it doesn't happen or it gets cancelled. You know, like TV shows and stuff, and it's like oh, so boring. And then I just thought, oh, you can just do, there is a way of doing stuff where no one can stop you unless they don't buy tickets or whatever. Yeah. So I thought, I'll do that. Yeah. And uh, I then I thought, oh, I actually quite enjoy it. Yeah. So I'm going to carry on. But I'm not thinking much past that. Because people are like, when you get on, I'm like, don't know. No, I might just go, oh, no, gone off it yeah. now. That's, I, I've definitely got an urge to go back to just doing some little clubs and 20 minute sets. That was sort of the peak of like my excitement and happiness with my career was when I was doing the first year or so doing 20 paid twenties and thinking, Oh shit, I'm making yeah. money from stand up. Yeah. Cause you're in a group, aren't you? There's a gang exactly. every night. There's a gang on, on your own. You're like, especially, uh, yeah, I guess your support acts. I don't know who that, but they, they, even they go, don't yeah, they? Yeah. Which is fair enough. They're not going to wait an hour and a half after. No. So you're like, oh, night. Yeah. That's what Paul Tonkinson said, didn't he? When you all start off together and then you all get good enough to headline around the country, you never see one another again. No. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I started doing, which um, Sarah Millican sort of taught me to do, which is just get out. So, like, I do finish the show and just get straight in the car and go. I'm, I'm not hanging around. So I'm... And I often try and get home, so I'm I'm normally in my own bed, and yeah, I'm just such an old woman. I love just like having a lie down. Same. Oh, so do I. Same. Old oh women love lying down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we found. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We need more. Yeah. We need more of that demographic. We found out due to our stats. Oh, really? You need older women. So if you know if you know any older women, David, um, Joel. Well, I, I, let us, let us. I think I've sort of I've, I've picked up a few through the sewing bee. Um, so I'm hopefully just my appearance on this will bring some of the women. 
Well, just maybe just promote the shit out of Chatterbix on everything you yep, do. Yeah, fine. Happy to do that. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, just should really we send Joe ahead. a Chatterbix t-shirt? Yeah, would you like a Chatterbix? I would t-shirt? love a Chatterbix. Yay, okay, would you like Chatterbix or, or Chatterbiscuit? <laughs> I'm a fan, so I want to be a Chatterbiscuit. Yeah. So you'll get a Chatterbiscuit. Oh, one. that's lovely. I will. I will. Um, you know, there's, a, there's a little Chatterbiscuit t-shirt coming your way. Let's put it that way. I'm well up for um, that. Well up for that. Brilliant. Well, look, thank this you. This has mate. been amazing. So much fun. Well, it's been, I, I, as I say, it's been a, a great honour for me. I love that you listen to this. Yeah, I do. Honestly, I've been watching you from afar, not afar, but you know what I mean, and a close, loving what you do. <laughs> oh, we're, and I think now, now we know this, I'm probably going to talk about you a lot more because I want that interaction with you. Yeah. I'm going to say things, hoping you text me about it. Great. And you'll say things like, heard you on the pod this morning, mate. How are you? And I'll go, yeah, good. And pretend I'm casual about it. I go, fucking hell. <laughs> I can't wait. So keep your ear out. Yeah. Keep your ear out I still out get that, that and... when I'm – I listen to Greg James's radio programme because he's a friend of mine, and I'll occasionally text him with something related to the show, and occasionally he'll read it out, and I lose my mind. <laughs> Fuck! I was read out on the rate like I really can't. I know. Yeah. I, I, I phoned Petra once because they did some filming outside our flat for uh, a HSBC advert. And I phoned her and I said, <laughs> I said, the fucking flat's on an HSBC advert. And she went, you're on the telly sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but our flats, our flats on an HSBC advert. Yeah. Get your head around yeah. that. It's a lot to take in. Yeah. It was. Thank you, nice Joe. Time. Thanks, Joe. Thank you for having me. I'll Lovely chat. Yes. And uh, oh. good luck um, in car and the rest of the tour. Say say some stuff to advertise it. Please, please come to my tour. It's re- It's it's a it's a love letter to Chatterbix. Uh, <laughs> and the Chatterbix. And the Chatterbix. Yeah. <laughs> cool, I imagine. <laughs> well, and I'll I'll be wearing my Chatterbiscuit t-shirt every day. <laughs> God, imagine that you working on that for two years, that, that show. <laughs> this is actually the finale. All I was working on. Oh my God. We're, getting on Chatterbix. Right, well, we should let you get on with your Thank life. you, Joe. Thanks, Pleasure. Joe. Very nice amazing. to see you both. Yeah, and, and you. you. Thanks a million, mate. Bye. 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 Chatter, Bye. Chatter lads. Oh. <laughs> 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 Mummy's little liar. <laughs> <laughs>